Laudator Jesus Christus, Vatican and World News. In the headlines this Saturday, February 3rd, Pope Francis condemns anti-Semitism as he calls for peace and friendship in the Holy Land. The Holy Father tells Italian students to be lovers of the truth. And the Dicastery for the Doctrine of the Faith releases a note saying that for the validity of sacraments, formulas, and matter cannot be modified. In the Vatican, I'm Deborah Castellano-Lubov. Turning to our top story, Pope Francis has sent a letter to his Jewish brothers and sisters of Israel addressed to Karma ben Yohanan, a theologian of Jewish-Christian dialogue, the Pope invited everyone to work for peace in the Holy Land. My heart is close to you, to the Holy Land, to all the peoples who live there, Israelis and Palestinians, he said, adding, I pray that the desire for peace will prevail over all. I want you to know that you are close to my heart and to the heart of the Church. In his letter dated the 2nd of February, the Pope recalled that the Holy Land is unfortunately not excluded from the turmoil that grips the world and which constitutes, he said, a true world war fought piecemeal, which he noted is causing widespread apprehension and pain. Pope Francis noted that the ongoing war has produced attitudes of division in global public opinion, which sometimes results in forms of anti-Semitism and anti-Judaism. I can only reiterate, the Pope said that the relationship that binds us to you is particular and singular without ever obscuring, of course, the relationship that the Church has with others and the commitment toward them. The path that the Church has begun with you, the Pope said, rejects any form of anti-Semitism and anti-Judaism, unequivocally condemning manifestations of hatred toward Jews and Judaism as a sin against God. The Pope expressed his hopes for an increasingly closer collaboration to eradicate these phenomena. Referring to the recent letter delivered to him by the rabbis and scholars of Jewish-Christian dialogue, the Pope said he greatly appreciated it. I feel he noted the desire to assure you of my closeness and my affection. I embrace each of you, and in particular those who are consumed by anguish. He added that together with you, we mourn the dead, the wounded, and the traumatized, begging God the Father to intervene and put an end to the war and hatred. The Holy Father said he understands that in these times of desolation, it is difficult to see a future horizon in which light replaces darkness, in which friendship replaces hatred but he concluded his letter expressing his hope that all might work for peace. We still have much to do together to ensure that the world we leave to those who come after us is better, but I am sure that we can continue to collaborate together for this purpose. Expressing her gratitude to the Pope, Karma ben Yohanan welcomed Pope Francis's invitation. She said, we are ready to collaborate so that hatred and violence are eliminated and the doors are opened to true peace for all of us who live in this land, that is, Jews, Christians, and Muslims. She said, we join Christians in the belief that religions can be a creative force capable of opening paths that would otherwise remain closed. Staying with the Holy Father, Pope Francis welcomed to the Vatican on Saturday some 3,000 students, parents, and teachers from the Collegio Rotondi near Milan, the oldest state-recognized Catholic school in Italy. In his address, the Pope encouraged them to be open to changes and different ideas, 
while remaining faithful to their Catholic identity without letting themselves to be influenced by the fashions of the moment, Lisa Zingarini reports. Introducing his address in the Paul VI Hall, Pope Francis noted that the Collegio Rotondi, which was founded in 1599, has grown over the centuries, changing and adapting to the needs of different historical moments. This, he remarked, tells us an important message, that it is necessary to know how to change to remain faithful to one's identity and mission. He therefore encouraged the students of the Catholic College to continue to seek the truth without letting themselves be influenced by the fashions of the moment or by common thinking, which he said can take away our freedom. At the same time, the Pope exhorted them not to be afraid when necessary to change and accept different opinions and ways of thinking from their own. Siate veri amanti della verità e per questo sempre disponibili all'ascolto e al confronto. Be true lovers of the truth and therefore always available to listen and discuss, he said. Recalling that Jesus taught us that truth sets us free, Pope Francis further stressed the importance of promoting knowledge through sharing and dialoguing with others because he said ignorance breeds fear and fear breeds intolerance. We study to grow, and growing means maturing together, the Pope explained, stressing again that dialogue includes dialogue with God, with teachers and parents, with each other, but also with those who think differently. Pope Francis concluded his speech by encouraging the Collegio Rotondi to continue to preserve and update its ancient legacy. Continuate così, custodendo e attualizzando l'eredità che avete ricevuto. I am Lisa Zingarini. In the Vatican, the Dicastery for the Doctrine of the Faith released a new note today to respond to continued liturgical abuses that render the sacraments invalid. The document reiterates that the words and elements established in the essential rite of each sacrament cannot be changed because such changes render the sacrament invalid, inhibiting the conferral of sacramental grace. Devin Watkins has more. The Dicastery for the Doctrine of the Faith has responded to liturgical abuses of the sacraments with an official note entitled Gestis Verbisque. The note was approved unanimously by the Cardinal and Bishop members of the Dicastery at the recent plenary assembly. Pope Francis then approved the text of the note. Gestis Verbisque reaffirms that the formulas and material elements established in the essential rite of each sacrament cannot be changed at will in the name of creativity. Doing so, in fact, renders the sacrament itself invalid, therefore it never existed and no sacramental grace was conferred. Cardinal Victor Fernandez, prefect of the Dicastery for the Doctrine of the Faith, said that there has been a multiplication in the number of situations in which it was necessary to declare the invalidity of the celebrated sacraments. As an example, he cited modifications to the baptismal formula, including, I baptize you in the name of the Creator, or in the name of the Dad and the Mom, we baptize you. Some priests, he noted, have also discovered the invalidity of their own ordination due to an invalid baptism. Cardinal Fernandez explained that while in other areas of the Church's pastoral action there is ample room for creativity, in the realm of sacramental celebration this turns instead into a manipulative will. He said the Church has the duty to ensure the priority of God's action and to safeguard the unity of the body of Christ. Sacraments consist of matter such as water, bread, wine, or oil, and form such as words or eloquent gestures like the sign of the cross, anointing, or laying on of hands. 
These elements and their interrelation cannot be changed without invalidating the sacrament they confer because they find their origin in sacred scripture, in the church's living tradition, and in the magisterium. Therefore, says the note, matter and form have never depended nor can depend on the will of the individual or the individual community. Justice Verbisque concludes by noting that what is read in the promulgated liturgical books must be faithfully observed without adding, removing, or changing anything. I'm Devin Watkins. Meanwhile, an upcoming conference in Rome will gather over 8,000 experts from around the globe to discuss the ongoing formation of priests. In an interview with Vatican Radio, Cardinal Lazarus Johongsik, the prefect of the Vatican's Dicastery for Clergy, discussed his hopes for the conference, saying that it is crucial that priests be accompanied continuously throughout their ministry. Joseph Tullock reports. Dear brother priests, I remember you every day in my prayers. That's how Cardinal Lazarus Yu Hong Sik began a recent interview with Vatican News. The Korean-born prelate was speaking ahead of a major conference organised by the Vatican's Dicastery for the Clergy, of which he is the prefect. Around a thousand experts from more than 60 different countries are due to attend, the Cardinal noted. He stressed the importance of the conference, which will focus on ongoing post-ordination formation for priests. It is crucial, Cardinal Yu Hong Sik said, that priests are not left alone during their ministry, but are instead accompanied. The Cardinal noted that many priests today feel lonely and isolated and said that the conference was an opportunity for them to share their lives and go forward together. While preparing for the upcoming conference, Cardinal Yu Hong Sik has also been working on an international meeting entitled Parish Priests for the Synod. Jointly sponsored by the Dicastery for the Clergy and the General Secretariat of the Synod, the event will see 300 parish priests from every corner of the world gather in Rome for five days of listening and discernment. According to a press release, the meeting aims to respond to the concerns raised by participants in the first session of the Synod on Synodality in 2023, which had identified the need to, quote, develop ways for a more active involvement of deacons, priests and bishops in the synodal process during the coming year. A synodal church, the participants had written, cannot do without their voices, their experiences and their contribution. The meeting's findings will be taken into consideration in the drafting of the working document for the second session of the Synod on Synodality in October of this year. I'm Joseph Tullock. Turning to Latin America, El Salvador is going to the polls on Sunday for a presidential election. James Blears reports that the incumbent has a commanding lead in the opinion polls. Back in 2015, El Salvador's homicide rate was 105 in 100,000 people. It remained constantly high, but that started to change after 2019 when Nayib Bukele was elected president aged just 37. He was the youngest leader in Latin America and proved himself to be one of the toughest with his mano duro or firm hand law and order policy. Today, the homicide rate is 7.8% per 100,000 people. How has he achieved it? By declaring an ongoing state of emergency in 2022, 76,000 people have been arrested since. That's more than 1% of the entire population. A year earlier, his New Ideas party swept the legislative elections and the Constitutional Court was purged with pro-his party judges being installed. Mass trials with as many as 900 accused can now be held. Civil liberties have been suspended and there have been thousands of arrests. A huge prison has been built which can hold 40,000 inmates. The Supreme Court of Justice ruled Bukele could run for the top job again, overturning a statute restricting a presidential term to once only. For this presidential election, there are five other candidates, but opinion polls put Naib Bukele way in the lead. 
Victory would give him a mandate for five more years of hardline rule. Supporters say he's crushing organised crime. Opponents say he's eroding democracy at the selfsame time. For Vatican Radio, James Blizz reporting. And in other news, it's been already five years after Pope Francis's historic visit to Abu Dhabi, marking the first ever apostolic journey to the Arabian Peninsula and the first ever papal mass for the faithful of the region. It also marked his momentous document on human fraternity, which would inspire the Pope's encyclical Fratelli Tutti. For the occasion, the apostolic vicar of the Vicariate Apostolic of Southern Arabia, Bishop Paolo Martinelli, thanked God in these days for the Pope's closeness to their pilgrim church of migrants, expressing the great joy of the faithful of the region to have the Pope among them and highlighting the journey's long-lasting fruits. Also today, the Holy Father met with Spanish seminarians from Madrid. He encouraged the men preparing for the priesthood to draw their inspiration from Christ in prayer. In a special way, the Holy Father told them that Jesus is close to them and to turn to them when they are in need. That brings us to the end of this edition of Vatican and World News. For more on these and other stories, visit our web portal at www.vaticannews.va. You can also catch the latest updates on our Facebook, X, and Instagram pages. Many thanks to our sound engineer in the studio. In the Vatican, I'm Deborah Castellano-Lubov. <laughs>